I'm here to breathe on my coworkers so that you can spend your weekend thinking you're about to throw up. Unclean. Yes. Unclean. So I have your plans for the weekend. Just let me breathe on you, and your plans are taken care of. Oh, boy. Live from Studio C. C, senor. A dimly e lit room. E. coli, senor. A dimly... I don't think I have that. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today you're under the tutelage of our general manager. Bitter partisan division. What? About everything. God, I couldn't even listen to the radio coming in this what morning. Friday morning Everybody, Everybody's so whipped up. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if the battle lines are like weird or strange bedfellows or atypical or a switch or whatever. Everybody's just 100% adamant about everything. I'll tell you what story I'm into. I'm into what are the forces pushing us towards some sort of conflict with Saudi Arabia? So, what are those forces? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Anti-Trumpiness. I don't know. I think there's some there's some giant behind the scenes things going on, pushing us toward, pushing toward a rearrangement of global politics that could have long lasting implications. Well, they are kind of the uh, the base of our operations or our plans in the Middle East for a Saudis. long, long time. Yeah, and, and currently, right? Yeah, so that would be uh, different. And it, I just, I just feel like we're we're running full speed towards something without slowing down. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, bad yeah. things happen to people all the time in that part of the world. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. What's You're going part on. of the right wing whisper campaign. I've heard about. Yeah. So now there, there's an article out today that there's a right wing whisper campaign that's it, trying to say this guy wasn't as Pure, as everyone says. Right, to provide cover for Trump. I just want to know who the guy is, what happened, and what's in the United States' best interest. I'm not part of any whisper campaign. How is that a whisper campaign? Before we blunder into some sort of, you know, grand vengeance for, for the sins of the Saudis, and there are plenty of them. Plenty of them. Always have been. Well, right. Yeah. Can we just slow down a little bit? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. I'm going to go around and breathe on each person individually. There's Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Let me breathe on you. <sighs> there you go. Get a little dose of my germs. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing okay. I'm part of the lottery pool um, that we there's have a, here going on. I saw an email. Yeah, so, two, there's a lottery $2. pool. Yeah. And we're up to 38 people so far. 
And I don't get expe- a lawyer. I don't expect to. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect to win the big one. But I figure with thirty-eight tickets, we could we have a good chance of winning fifty thousand at least. I, I assume you guys talked about the psychology of this. I just I find it so interesting. What does it mean about human beings? I don't know. We talked to a reporter yesterday in your absence about how the big lottery companies have changed the way they give out prizes. It's now many fewer prizes and more super gigantic 800-pound gorilla prizes. they figured out human nature, obviously. right. For some reason, when the number gets big, more people get involved. It makes no logical sense whatsoever. I know, but it is absolutely undeniable. Oh, yeah. When the the, uh, prizes get super big, I want to buy a ticket. I never buy a ticket. And I have lectured people on the illogic of only playing when it's a super giant prize. It doesn't matter if it's logical or not. It is. Right. It just is. Right. People do it. Yeah. If it's $75 million. Please. A whole bunch of people that are going to play today don't play. I mean, money that would change the rest of your family's DNA for generations to come to be wealthy. They would not reach out and take that off the kitchen table. It's too little. It's not worth it. And there's no logic to that, right? For me or anyone else. Uh, there's positive. Things Sean. are going to change around here Monday, though. <laughs> yes. There's positive. Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, uh, the Democrats have been leaning heavily on health care as, uh, as their major message for these upcoming midterms. It's a good issue. They have uh, Democrat Democratic candidates for Congress have aired 414,000 health care related ads, uh, accounting for about 50 percent of all Democratic ad spending compared to about 150,000 ads uh, focusing on health care by the Republicans. Um, this inside advertising dollars brought to you by the Positive Sean Portfolio. What, what is the message? Uh, Republican, Vote for us and you'll get more health care? Yeah, yeah. Your pre-existing conditions are safe. We're not the party trying to take away health care. The gotcha. other party is. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, as we are all, everybody's leaning toward more universal government health care, right? On that side. And, uh, yes, and, and oh, most yeah. humans in general. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips. Let me breathe on you. There you go, Marshall. <laughs> Does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I Notice I didn't get breathed on. You're sitting right next to me. You're going to get plenty right. of germs. <laughs> i got to tell you, the excitement around the Phillips household is off the charts. I'm rubbing my legs together like an anxious grasshopper this morning. Is that what that is? Yes. No, stop it. That, that's what you're hearing right oh, now. I'm going to move closer like a... to Jack. <laughs> I'd rather be sick than next to that. Mega, <laughs> mega millions up to $970 million. The drawing is tonight. Jackpot for the Powerball skyrocketing to almost half a billion. That drawing is tomorrow night. I have bought my final round of tickets for both. And <laughs> I got to tell you, if I don't win this time, I'm out. Oh, really? <laughs> You're done? I, no wow. I am beginning to think this whole thing might be a sucker's bet. Now, <laughs> Delivering an ultimatum is not a healthy thing to do in a relationship, Marshall. Uh, <laughs> I'm beginning to think this might be a sucker's bet. That's hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting away from my mocking because it's clearly like we were just discussing. It yeah. is human nature. Yeah. Yes. And there's no yes. point in arguing against human nature. It doesn't make any sense. It amuses me. Um, uh, do we know what's going on anthropologically there? Some sort of gold fever or... <laughs> The village over there has, has, has women that want to breed or, or, or more food or something. Wow, wait a minute. Which, how do you get to that village? <laughs> what is going on there? Is it FOMO or YOLO or I don't know? I mean, it's it's got to be yeah. FOMO on some level. Yes. 
Even though it makes no sense. It, it, I think we pick up both uh, consciously and unconsciously the desire of those around us. Ah, there, there you is go. something yeah. to be desired. Yeah. There you go. That's what Everybody it is. Everybody wants it. Everybody does. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. You've nailed it. Thank you. It finally makes sense. We're designed to, when everybody's saying, over there, that's where we right. need to go. Fat to, antelope, fat antelope, fat antelope. We're right. designed to pick up on that and right. go along with them. That's right. part of herd mentality to keep us alive. Yeah. You're not supposed to be an outlier. Outliers yeah. get picked off and die. I'm not chasing after some stupid fat antelope. So no, ev- that guy's dead. Even His if, genes are done. Even if the crowd's going somewhere nonsensical, if that's where the crowd's going, it's a safer way to go. Right, very difficult to resist. Interesting. I think there's also a sprinkling of the regret avoidance that we had in that demonstration yeah. with the, the buying back. Like It is worth the $2 to be in this office pool just for the insurance of if they win, I won't right. feel crappy. That's me. Right. Yep. I've got to admit... I have the, uh, the, my body is yearning to join the office pool. My mind is saying, no, that's stupid. You never buy lottery tickets. If it's 200 million, you don't buy a lottery tickets. Stupid to buy one now. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm fighting the urge. There's an urge. Yeah. In, it's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It would be, well, the fear of missing out, the, uh, the fear of disappointment uh, or uh, the regret dis- avoidance. Yeah. Right. Regret avoidance. Yeah. It would burn in your craw for the rest of your breathing life. If if what? If everybody here suddenly got rich oh, but you. Yes. If the entire newsroom was yes. all of a sudden a millionaire. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but just in general, the idea that I don't play when it's a quarter of a billion dollars. Right. But would now, I mean, you can't make sense of that. I, I, no, I just think you have to admit it is and say what an interesting beast we are. Yeah, no kidding. We make no sense. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, we're October 19th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations till we're all independently wealthy at Mark. <laughs> Our laws are terrible. They're a laughing stock all over the world. I'm thinking of some people in particular, and yes, them being super wealthy would be galling. <laughs> yes, Hi, I'm Jack. telling you. <laughs> so, Not you, Michael. So they're selling. <laughs> have you get wealthy? That doesn't, wouldn't bother oh, me a bit. Oh, you win the lottery, gratifying. I think awesome for you. But there I are, would share it with everybody. There are people that if they win, I would be unhappy. There's an insurance <laughs> policy against that happening. It'll cost you two dollars. <laughs> Oh, my God. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Amusing, aggrieved, insightful, all of those things. And we have clips of the week. Yeah. Well, I've got to go out during the commercials and breathe on more coworkers. I'm going to make sure everybody... I'm kind of like the lottery pool. I want to make sure everybody gets in on this. Typhoid Mary. Get out. Charge them two bucks. I'll charge you two bucks not to breathe on you. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The FBI is investigating the Catholic Church big time. I'm happy to see that. I think this might be what it takes to actually do something. Uh, We'll have the details on that coming up a little bit later on the program. It is strange to me how long it took. They're looking looking back at it. They're digging through the books and the history and all the whole thing. 
So good. Uh, oh, I almost made the the big mistake, the tragic mistake, the mistake I can't bounce back from. Haunts me all weekend, but I didn't, Michael. I didn't. You don't get the satisfaction. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two, but right now it's a uh, time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. I regret that the press treats me so badly. I'm, I'm really you know how hard it is to make Kid Rock seem like the adult in the room? I think the biggest problem in America right now is loneliness. Uh, and the good news is it's fixable, but it requires friendship. The anticipation of future regret weighs so heavily on us. It impacts our decision making and often causes us to make irrational choices. The president likes to call my mom a liar. What do the facts say? But she's less than one tenth to one percent. I think I can beat her. If you want to find a murderer, yeah, get his mugshot on the news. But if you want to stop people from putting googly eyes on statues, don't show them how funny it is. For saying it's okay Please. to commit treason. And Pompeo stressed that they have to deal with the people involved. And the quote was that they have to deal with them sharply. Speaking of Elizabeth, both, hmm, Elizabeth Warren and being an Indian. Interesting yes. article by a geneticist in the in the New York Times today about how that whole thing works that practically nobody knows. I certainly didn't know it. For instance, you got four grandparents. You're not a quarter of each of them. You might be way more of one and hardly any of the other. Right. That's the way it works. And, I didn't know that. And you can be lots of six generations ago and less of a more recent generation just because of the luck of the genetic draw which is, i don't know precisely how it works no um, but, but i i did tied to like the dominant recessive gene i think it's random but huh. um that that's how you can have somebody who looks just like grandpa for instance right which is interesting just hope it's not your daughter oh what <laughs> mailbag <laughs> yeah as what? it turns out uh, it was uh, <laughs> Uh, virtually everything about that story was misreported. Oh, really? Yeah, the Washington Post ran a piece apologizing for everything they'd written about it. No kidding. Because <laughs> uh, genetics is a fascinating, fascinating field, but it's not as simple as it seems. Mm, I, wanted, I wanted it to be simple. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Some of the things we said turned out not to be correct. It was apples and orangey. But it was, you know, printed in every newspaper in America. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do? Am I going to grab her DNA? Am I going to swab her? And test it myself? No. So you now believe she's an Indian or what? No. I think she had an Indian ancestor somewhere between 100 and 500 years ago. And who effing cares? That's a good point. Hard to argue that point. Oy. Whether they promoted her as an Indian at Harvard or not, she was the same person. Good. Here's your... Quote of the day has to do with uh, Mr. Khashoggi's death. It comes from none other than Joe Steele, Joseph Stalin, who really, he took a name like he's a classic rock DJ before killing hundreds of millions of people. The death of one man is a tragedy. The death of millions is a statistic. That's interesting. We're trying to understand why everybody's making such a huge deal about Khashoggi, and I understand the horror of it. But anyway, more on that to come. Uh, Actually, more in mailbag. But first this. Here's your crime of day, because the federal government is so sprawling, nobody even knows how many laws there are, how many crimes there are. 
Section 21 of U.S. Code, paragraph 1035A, 1037B, subsection 3, 1041, and 9 CFR 590.520, paragraph B, makes it a federal crime to operate an eggplant if the egg-breaking room doesn't have a smooth ceiling. Okay, I got lost a little bit there. Okay, when you said operate an eggplant, I thought, how do you operate an eggplant? (laughs) I was thinking the same thing as I read it. a factory. An egg factory. Okay, an egg factory. Perhaps that would be a better choice of words. (laughs) No, not perhaps. Definitely. Because people are trying to figure out how do you operate a large purple vegetable. (laughs) Carefully is the answer. Uh, Let's see. Paul in San Diego writes, Dear Jack and Joe, if I win the Mega Millions tonight, then I will get a sleeve boy for my sleeve boy, and I will call him Little Sleeve Boy. (laughs) Paul, that is hilarious. Uh, Boy, here's a great uh, point from frequent correspondent Ian in Tijuana. Guys, has Marshall ever done a segment on the Kopi Luwak uh, coffee, better known as Monkey Poo Coffee? It sounds like it has the best of both worlds for Marshall, fecal matter, and coffee. We've talked about kind that of obvious. stupid cat that makes the expensive coffee. Yeah, the civet cat or the... Yeah, and it excretes it? Yeah, it eats the coffee seeds and kind of, sort of digests them a little, but mostly poops them out. Yeah. And then makes the coffee extra delicious. I'll go with Folgers. Shit, up. Let's see. Uh, somebody was saying, uh, I can't remember Wipe how it came up. Wipe that cat-ass drinking look off your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, somebody posited that two-thirds of voters are voting based on their feelings about Trump. Two-thirds? Writes Ben in uh, beautiful Phoenix. Two-thirds of people decide how to vote based on their feelings on Trump. Does anyone under... This is all caps. Does anyone understand balance of powers and how unimportant the president is? Just a termite, sorry, semite, blowing off steam. Love you guys, Ben in Phoenix. Um, it, it, That's the problem, though, Ben. I think you're wrong. The presidency has acquired powers much more kingly than it was ever intended to have. Partly because uh, voters are dumb and busy and can't comprehend the way the government is supposed to work. And so we follow the natural human tendency, just like our lottery discussion, it's it's just undeniable humans have this tendency. We want a king. We want a ruler that we can focus our adoration and or anger on. Speaking of a king, I was just watching King James in his Laker jersey making his debut, flying down the court, tomahawk dunks. He looks good in the Lakers jersey. He really does. I, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I saw a few minutes of that myself and thought the same thing. Six eight two sixty. You probably pretty look good in pretty much any jersey. Yeah. <laughs> if he looks good in the short suit, he's going to look good in the Lakers jersey. <laughs> yes. You're a young man, Sean. You probably don't remember when the Lakers didn't suck. Uh, they used to be a very good basketball team. <laughs> and so to have a couple good runs, yeah, have the uh, the brawny one in uh, that jersey does look uh, look good. Let's see. That's kind of serious. We'll get the oh, a couple of people on uh, time travel. Steve from Moraga says, I want to thank you for your comments about time travel yesterday. Now I know my, why my future self never showed up for my planned meeting last year. I must have been killed in the vacuum of space. That's correct. Mm. Thank you, Steve. And then uh, BB talks about whether women are into the time travel discussion. Says the new novel, Dream Daughter, is the best novel she ever read. 
And it occurred to me when I saw that, my wife has read this series of books about some gal who time travels with her brawny Scottish lover. Oh, good Lord. And they go back and forth in time and try to have their love affair. Mm. And so women are into time travel if it involves a brawny Scotsman at the end of the rainbow. (laughs) News coming up on Armstrong and Getty Show. So you could buy every possible lottery number for 600-some million dollars. Wow. (laughs) And the jackpot's what? 900-some million dollars. There you go. So the only reason but you'd you... have to count on that somebody else didn't win, or right. you immediately yeah. lose money. Yeah. Oh no! If you have the only my plan, <laughs> if, you have, <laughs> if you have the only winning ticket, it's a pretty good strategy. Yeah. But if you don't, then wow, wow, wow. Well, it's Plus really you'd hard. have to come up with six hundred million dollars. Yes. Well, there's that. Yes. yes. Ah, there's angel investors. I can do that. I just got to pitch them on that. But I, what I need to do is convince them that no, <laughs> the lottery is really hard to win. It's very unlikely anyone else is going to win this. So that's that's where my negotiations hinge. Wow! So you would be risking all that money on the proposition that nobody wins this usually. Yeah, it's a one in a zillion shot. But I've covered all the numbers, right? So I am going to win. But will somebody else? No, surely not. No, nobody ever wins. What are the odds of that? Would be your justification for winning the lottery and then or you, trying and to then win? And then you it. think you've just made a three hundred million dollar uh, profit? Until some old woman who bought her ticket at the Piggly Wiggly in Ames, Iowa comes forward? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've lost $300 million. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Justice Department has launched an investigation of child sex abuse within Pennsylvania's Roman Catholic Church, sending subpoenas to dioceses across the state demanding private files and records to explore the possibility that priests and bishops violated federal law in cases that go back decades. It's being reported the authorities issued the subpoenas to look into the possible violations of the Federal Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, otherwise known as the RICO Act. Right. Off- and this is, this is so obvious in retrospect. I don't know how I didn't think of it. You don't need to be a quote-unquote criminal enterprise. If you're an enterprise involved in criminality, the RICO statute applies. Mm-hmm. They're going to come after you. Yep. Yep, the act often used to break up organized crime syndicates. Now, they're saying the investigation's in its early stages, could take years, but it has now been launched. Big I, was, time. I also was reading about how they're going to use um, a, a lot of opportunities with laws about taking people across state lines, taking kids across state lines for sexual purposes, which in some of these you know tri-state area sorts of places around the country would have happened almost certainly. Right. I, I hate that law. I think it's stupid. It's very odd. It but only exists so you can prosecute stuff that's not a federal crime, really. You rape a kid within state lines and it doesn't trigger some federal crime, but you cross the state line and now all of a sudden it's a worse crime. is stupid. But if it helps stop the Catholic Church from doing what they've been doing, then I'm all for it. And we'll have more on this and other stories breaking on the investigations into abuse allegations directed at the Catholic Church throughout this morning. President Trump is again ramping up his rhetoric on an issue he says he hopes can energize his Republican base heading into the midterms with a full-throated threat to shut down the southern U.S. border if Mexico doesn't stop the onslaught of a caravan of migrants fleeing Honduras. Last night at a rally in Montana. As you know, I'm willing to send the military to defend our southern border if necessary. 
all caused because of the illegal immigration onslaught brought by the Democrats because they refuse to acknowledge or to change the laws. They like it. They also figure everybody coming in is going to vote Democrat, you know. Secretary of State Pompeo's in Mexico City right now to work on ways to turn the migrant caravan around before it can get to the border. It bothers me that it's such a political uh, thing on both sides because a caravan's worth of people hit our border every single freaking week and mm-hmm. have for decades and probably will for decades to come. Yeah, the numbers are astounding. And we I just heard a report on that. And we don't deal with it. Right. And we act like this one particular caravan is the issue. You know, you're absolutely right. On the other hand, and I mentioned this yesterday, it feels so bullying that a group of 3,000 sure. people no would march for hundreds of miles in many weeks saying, we're coming in, bitches. Then they get to the border and insist they're coming in. And we act like we're powerless to do anything about it. It's just very odd. Is the missing Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi dead? Well, President Trump is saying... It certainly looks that way to me. It's very sad. Certainly looks that way to the president. Meanwhile, you got Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying he has not heard audio or seen a transcript of any recording of the reporter's alleged murder inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. A senior Turkish official had told ABC News the recording was played in meetings with Pompeo in Turkey on Wednesday and that Pompeo was given an actual transcript of the reporting the recordings. Now, Turkey's now denying that report again, as is Pompeo. He's attacking ABC News for putting out headlines that are factually false. God, I would think Pompeo would have people in intelligence, FBI or whatever, that would listen to it and then give him a report of, yeah, I think it's authentic. This is what it sounds like to me, rather than the Secretary of State himself right. sitting down and listening to the tape, which I gotta, I gotta imagine it, it, it could be practically anything when you listen to it. Right, a pig being slaughtered, or you or, know, or car brakes being put on, whatever. The audio from uh, you know Halloween Twelve, the right. re-Halloweening, right. You know? right, right. Red Sox are going to be playing the winner of the National League Championship Series between the Dodgers and the Brewers, which the Dodgers now lead three games to one. And LeBron James made his debut with the Los Angeles Lakers last night as L.A. played its season opener against the Trailblazers. LeBron scoring 26 points. Lehman brings the ball in. The Blazers have 12 seconds to shoot. Stolen by LeBron. LeBron on a breakaway. And the first basket of his Laker career is a tomahawk dunk. No! (laughs) (laughs) Look out! It turned out to be a losing effort, though, for the Lakers. They fell 128-119 to to the Portland Trail Blazers. Dunking was the threshold that I could never quite cross in basketball. And I feel like that's good for my life. Because if as, as a teenager, if I were able to dunk on a basketball court in-game, I might not have ever left a basketball court. <laughs> I would have just been challenging people to basketball exactly. just to try to dunk on them as much as possible. <laughs> All right, my friends, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation, and Squawky is better now today. I have dunked donuts, and that is it, <laughs> and will always be it. I could dunk like a golf ball, anything I could hold between a couple of fingers, Yeah, which is insane now if I stand beneath a basketball rim and look up at it. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> you can touch the rim? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But uh, not for quite some time. <laughs> In days gone past. Oh, yeah. And now it just seems impossible. I look at it and I think, that, am I sure that happened? Jack, if you dare to dream, you can do it again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The putting on my shoes process kind of slows me down. The heavyweights in the Washington Post are saying 
Right-wing whisper campaigns are trying to drag the name of old, uh, probably dead Mr. Khashoggi down. We'll tell you what they say. Um, as always, I think everybody's overstating everything. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that. So you're pro-chopping people up. Exactly. That's the side you can And I wish apparently. Hillary would win. Or you're, something. You're, <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of the nation. T-shirt that says something, whether he's six months old or two years old or whatever. Sure. With a T-shirt that said, lock up your daughters. I think Sam even had one of those. Ladies' man or <laughs> trouble or here comes trouble or. Yeah, dad, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Daddy's little. What was the one I saw? Uh, something. Anyway, that's uh, no good. Those are no good. Oh, they're not? And there's a new company out there uh, with some new T-shirts that they think boys should wear that you're going to find quite entertaining, and uh, the Internet is exploding over it, so stay tuned. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can already tell I'll hate it. Oh. Oh, you'll hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So probably a bad time to launch my little chauvinist collection. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Daddy's little chauvinist. Dang it. Boy, I just thought of a really funny joke, but it would have gotten us into many meetings. Glad I have a filter still. I might be contagious. We go to a meeting. I'll just breathe on everyone. I'll set their weekend up nice. <laughs> and and by the time they get back to work, they'll have forgotten what I said. Is that your strategy? Or? Future I... mansplainer onesie. <laughs> wow. I had a whole line of them. It was ready to launch next month. That seems like the timing is wrong. I can be an astronaut. Girls can't. <laughs> no. Something like that. Girls are bad at science. Ha, ha, ha. No, see, now you guys are just making it mean. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Being purposely ridiculous. I think we need time to lay out the Washington Post's story, which is headlined, Conservatives Mount a Whisper Campaign Smearing Khashoggi in Defense of Trump. It is clearly an editorial. I'm confused by that. That is... being put forth as a news story, um, and we need to dig into it, okay. because I think it is an absolutely perfect case study of our time and the difficulty of getting real news and, and good information. A case study of our time. That sounds perfect. That's right. We got this text. I just saw a guy at the Philly airport in the short suit. Old guy. Did not look good. Tying everything. Looked stupid. Oh, boy. It can happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he was comfortable. So we got a, a couple of... Emails about why the outrage over the disappearance of the Saudi journalist. Why is it a big deal in the U.S.? Is anybody, I was asking these questions, is anybody truly really outraged by this on a we need to change our foreign policy level? Not on the human level, it's clearly repugnant and an, and an example of the it's abhorrent politics of the Middle East. Everybody agrees on that. But is it so big a deal we should alter our foreign policy? I don't think we heard from anybody who thinks that. We got quite a few notes, quite a few emails. The outrage from the press, uh, according to Jeff, and the -the over-the-top coverage is the press is feeling persecuted under Trump. I bet some members of the press feel Trump would do the same thing as the Saudis if he could, 
or the press thinks we are on the road to people who speak out being killed. There could be some of that. There could be. You know, I was I hated, hated, hated that bully congressman from Montana who body slammed a journalist. No, that's not cool at all. Well, Donald Trump just praised him yesterday, last night, for body slamming the journalist. He made a joking reference to it. Do we have a clip of that? I would like to hear that at some point. Um, yeah, I, I think we do. It's uh, 03 or 03. Whatever. Greg whatever. is smart. And by the way, never wrestle him. You understand that? Never. Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my kind. God, that's so edgy. Okay, so he didn't specifically say body slamming the press. I mean, he didn't. Anybody you can body slam like that is my kind of guy. Right. He body slammed a journalist trying to ask him questions. I mean, that's not cool. That's no, not cool. no, no, it's not. Particularly this week, unless I, I'm a, unless there's another body slamming. If this guy's just a serial body slammer and he just has a track record of doing <laughs> right. it very well, right. but when he says anybody can body slam like that, but Trump, seems to be a direct Trump, reference to that. Trump, I'm I'm catching on more and more that Trump is the master of leaving a little wiggle room. Yes, he oh, is yeah. so good at that. Oh yeah. Oh, and don't wrestle him. And and he just leaves a little out. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. Well, and. <laughs> There is an element of his act that most comedians get. I would have, I would have exploded with laughter if I'd heard that. I think because it's so shocking. Sure. Did he just say that? That's a big part of his act. Oh, this is this. So is some long. of it is the jur- journalists thinking we could be head that way in our country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just stuck on the guy's an Islamist. He was an open Islamist. He believes in political Islam being, you know, running countries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Which, you according know, you get to, to do. S- according to some, which I, gets us into the Washington Post. Thing. I don't think he should be cut up into pieces for it, but. Right. Right. Um, th- there is some dispute over that, which, again, is getting okay. us into the Washington Post territory. I really feel like the tail is wagging the dog here, and I'm just not quite sure what's causing it. Our relationship with the Saudis was fine under Obama for eight years, holding hands and bowing and the rest of it. Hell, it survived during George W. Bush when they had a whole bunch of their citizens fly planes into our buildings. Right. And then you got the relationship was pretty much the same under Clinton and and, and, and Ford and Nixon and Carter, and although Jimmy was a little squeamish about it, uh, on back to Eisenhower. So... I don't get, just because MBS did something outrageous by their standards, we changed our foreign policy. I don't get it. On the other hand, maybe this is for once the Trump administration just realizing the media is in a full froth and they have to do something because the actions that have been taken are really strong so far. The stuff the president himself has said, really strong. Pulling uh, Mnuchin out of uh, the, the Davos in the desert thing. That's big. That's huge. That's a kick right in the crotch. Well, Trump yesterday said uh, uh, he was asked by a reporter, so if it turns out MBS was involved, what happens? And and Trump said, oh, that, it'd have to be severe because that is bad. That yeah. is really, really bad. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a heck of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the other question I've been posing is, is he one of ours? Was he? God rest his soul. Mr. Khashoggi. Was he one of ours? He was a permanent resident. Mm-hmm. He had three kids, lived in Virginia, wrote semi-regularly for the Washington Post. Um, if he's one of ours, well then, yeah, that's a serious, serious problem. If he's not a citizen, it's one more guy snuffed in the Middle East over politics. He's not a citizen. Right, right. He's a permanent resident. All right. Gave generously to his local uh, Kiwanis when club. Did he become, I don't know. When did he become a permanent resident? After MBS took over or longer than that? Mm, I don't know. Do not know that. Because he seemed to be okay with the previous regimes, which were also awful. Right. Well, maybe he evolved. Guys can evolve, right? When his team lost. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty cynical on the guy. Maybe his team became repugnant to him. You're very cynical. He just woke up one day and decided, wait a second, we're bad people. Wow. Is that what happened? Wow. You're incredibly, you won't even entertain the notion he might have changed his politics. He thought, you know. As an old man. uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people evolve. People change their minds. I'll entertain the fact that I think it could happen, but do I think it did happen? No. I think he was on the team that was winning for years, and he's a political Islamist, and he was fine with that brand of Saudi running roughshod over human rights. And when his team lost to MBS and they all got locked up in jail, then all of a sudden he's aghast. That's what I think happened. It's possible. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's very possible, but... So we can't ask him because his head's there and his feet are over there. The WAPO saying any effort to say what Jack just said is a right-wing whisper campaign. I don't understand how that's right-wing, though. That's what I don't get. I'm confused by the whole thing. Honest to goodness. And I've been watching this stuff for ages. You buying lottery tickets? Our workplace has got a uh, pool. Is that illegal? Can we do that? Can I say that? We don't. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Powerball!